Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? On with the show, brother. On with the show. Yeah, did you hear about the uh, what happened with the case in the New Mexico compound where the uh, radical Islamists were preparing the kids, uh, according to the allegations and the reports, for school shootings? Yeah. There was some roadmap to terrorism attacks and things like that. Yeah. Folks, if you missed the development in this case, it is uh, it's it's blowing the minds of uh, not just conservatives, but even some you know rational people that are you know on the other side of the aisle who are like, what is going on over there? Um, I'll get into some of the details on that. I also want to get to the the story about that the the FBI is trying to fight back against this the you know the China that the fact that China may have hacked uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh-huh. Uh, the FBI is is uh, now going going of. I don't understand going to war with Louis Gohmert's office and others and even the president who are calling them out on this. So I want to get to that, too, because there's an angle on that you may have missed. There's also some developments in uh, in the case we've been discussing the whole time, the Spygate case, which is interesting. All right. Today's show. Brought to you by our buddies at Helix Sleep. We just got our mattress from Helix Sleep, and I'll tell you, it is one of the best night's sleep I have ever had. I wake up. Uh, yesterday's show was all fired up. Been sleeping like a champion. It's like gold medal level sleep. You're not going to beat a mattress and, it's, and uh, a better mattress. You're not going to find a better mattress for the price or the convenience, by the way. Ship it right to your door. I should have taken a picture how easy it looks. There's nobody on the planet like you. So why would you buy a generic mattress built for everyone else? Doesn't make any sense. Helix Sleep built a sleep quiz that takes two minutes to complete and they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress who would have thunk right whether you're a side sleeper a hot sleeper you like a plush or firm bed with helix there's no more guessing or confusion you don't have to waste all that time going into mattress stores you get bombarded by people just go to helixsleep.com slash dan that's helix h-e-l-i-x sleep.com slash dan take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life for couples Helix can even split the mattress down the middle, providing individual support needs and feel preferences for each side. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Come on, you can't beat that. Right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. That's $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's helixsleep.com slash Dan for $125 off your mattress offer. That's a great offer. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go check them out. You won't regret it. Ships right to your house. Nice blue box. Nicey nice. Nicey nice. Nicely nice. My buddy said, all right, first, just some back, quick background on what happened in this New Mexico case, right? right? Most of you may be familiar with it. There was a compound discovered in New Mexico where some uh, Islamists were there. And according to the allegations in, in the, in the uh, criminal uh, report filed, they were training kids to engage in school shootings and other kind of, uh, you know, terrorist type attacks. And the, the plans that they discovered in the compound were very sophisticated, Joe. Uh, they mentioned things like uh, choke points, which for me in my prior line of work as a Secret Service agent, that's one of the things you fear most. They mentioned choke points and sniper positions. Well, what are hmm. choke points? You know, when you're in the when you're in the Secret Service doing protection, anything from motorcade protection to a site advance, in other words, securing a location, a site, you always want to keep track of where the choke points are. The choke points are where using a motorcade example, because it's easier to understand. If I have a motorcade and I'm in the transportation section, I'm securing it, Joe. Mm-hmm. You want to allocate a lot of your security assets where the turns are in the motorcade, the hard rights, the hard lefts. Well, why? 
Because Joe, you you know you're a, you have a motorcycle and a car. Yeah. If you're going to doing a straightaway at 55 miles an hour, is that the same speed you're going to take the right turn at? Hell no. No, because you'll drive right off the road. Right, right. So what happens at a turn? People slow down. When you slow down, that presents more surface area and more time of the vehicle to attack. Because if you slow down, it's obviously easier to hit a, a limo, a presidential limo or another car if it's going 20 than if it's going 50. This is not complicated to understand. But yeah. in the realm of presidential protection and, and other executive protection, choke points are important things. The fact that in these documents that were uncovered at this New Mexico compound, they were discussing things like choke points and specific sniper positioning, Joe. Wow. How, in fact, to get the best angle for the shot. This shows that this was a relatively sophisticated operation. Yeah. Well, in a series of bizarre events that happened, first, the judge lets them out on a $20,000 bond, which is insane. I have never heard of such a thing. I covered the story on my NRA TV show. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. Joe, at the federal level, when I used to uh, investigate financial crimes cases, not cases with a terrorism nexus like this case, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't uncommon for $500,000, $250,000 bonds. You're going to give allegations of terrorism, credible allegations. You're going to give them a bond of $20,000 where they didn't even have to front the cash. It's insane. In other words, you had a promise to pay if they don't show up. Wait, what? That makes sense. It It was ridiculous. That was insane development number one. Insaner development number two. (laughs) The prosecution fails to file uh, the necessary paperwork for the PC hearing in the requisite timeline. And three of the five people who are alleged to be involved in this were just let out. What the heck? What is going on? Now, people (laughs) on Twitter, Joe, are enraged over this, understandably so. Yeah. But I want to explain to you so we have the facts because we do facts here. We're not CNN, right? It's not CNN or Vox. We actually do facts. It is not the judge's fault. Everybody's piling on the judge. I'm telling you from now, listen, these are state charges. These Mm -hmm. are not federal charges. Mm -hmm. But at the state level, it works in a similar fashion to the federal system. The judge is obligated to do certain things if the prosecution, the government lawyers, don't meet certain guys. The judge had to let them out. Why? Well, I'll give you my experience in the federal system just quick because this is when you'll understand what's going on here. This is good. When you were arrested, I know Joe loves this kind of stuff. Joe's like like a law and order guy. Like He likes it. You know the show. He likes to know what goes on behind the scenes. (laughs) If I, God forbid, arrest Joe for felonious mopery in the umpteenth degree, right? Yeah. I have to bring Joe to a court according to habeas corpus i have to bring him there for an initial appearance habeas corpus means meaning bring forth the body in other words i can't arrest joe throw him in a prison cell and leave him there until his court date i mean like his trial we can't do that in the united states we have habeas corpus bring forth the body show us the body i have to bring him there for an initial appearance in court During that initial appearance, timelines are set, bail, things like that, okay, at the initial appearance. Mm -hmm. After that initial appearance, a timer, think of it like a sand, one of those sand timers. A timer gets turned, and there has to be a probable cause hearing within a certain amount of time. What does that mean? That means to protect against police just randomly arresting people and making stuff up, and putting fake stuff like a dossier, (laughs) wink and a nod, into a charge... (laughs) If you were arrested, Joe, for felonious mopery, you were entitled to a probable cause hearing. 
Okay. Meaning within a certain amount of time, we have to go, the prosecution, the government, and the federal agents have to go to court with you and show in that hearing that there was in fact probable cause that you were arrested for the right reasons. In other words, the information we put in there provided probable cause that you committed the crime we said, Joe. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Now, in the federal system, if you arrest someone on a complaint, using a complaint, just basically laying out what Joe did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's uh, 30 days. You have 30 days for that probable cause hearing to happen. Now, I'm not without getting too wonky. I've explained this no, before. You're, cool. you're good. This is how it relates to that. I, I mentioned this when talking about Papadopoulos and the probable cause yeah. arrest, how unusual it was, mm-hmm. because typically you need a complaint or an indictment, right, to get that arrest warrant. Mm-hmm. If I produce a complaint, I arrest Joe for felonious mopery, bring him to court for the initial appearance. I then have 30 days to have that hearing. 30 days. Now, Here's the catch. At the state level and the the federal level, the timeline is different. Apparently in New Mexico, it's 10 days. Right. It doesn't matter. What I'm trying to get at here is the the, um, Joe and his defense attorney, they typically waive that. Now you say, well, why would they do that? Yeah, I was going to say that. Well, in the federal system, they typically waive it, the initial uh, probable cause hearing after the initial appearance, because no one in the federal system wants to get indicted. Here's why, Joe. If you're, if I arrest you for felonious mopery, this is this is cool stuff, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm letting you in on some inside baseball. I arrest Joe for felonious mopery. We have a good feeling Joe's going to cooperate against his other people involved in the felonious mopilation scam, okay? Mm-hmm. If I've got a good feel, I just made that up, of course, but if I got a good feel that Joe is going to cooperate, dismissing the complaint, Joe, right. dismissing the complaint for lesser charges is, is relatively easy to do in the federal system. So what happens is the defense attorney tells you, Joe, all right, listen, man, they got you hook, line, and sinker, babe. Mm-hmm. This felonious mopery doesn't look good. They got you on tape feloniously moping. <sighs> Joe's like, damn, what do we do? Well, we got to cooperate. All right. Well, if we cooperate, what's happened? Well, they'll probably dismiss the complaint and charge us with something lighter. Maybe we get some whatever, community service or whatever it may be or, or a fine, okay? Joe okay. goes, okay, let's do that. In order to do that, the defense attorney tells the prosecution, we're going to waive that PC hearing. Because okay. nobody, no, no, and this is where it gets, this is cool though. I know I, I, I get excited about this because I remember doing it. But this is where, if you want to really understand how the justice system works, this is the cool stuff. This is how it happens in the real world, not in the textbooks. You may say, well, what's the point? Why not just have the PC hearing and keep your fingers crossed if you're Joe, right? That the judge goes, ah, there's no PC, Joe, you go free. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen? No prosecution team for the government is going to go to that PC hearing if they don't have to. What would they rather do? They'd rather go and indict Joe instead than do a PC hearing. Why? Why would they rather do that? Hmm. Because when you go in front of a grand jury, the defense attorney and Joe are not allowed in. The prosecution goes into the grand jury and only tells its story. Oh, You ever hear the line, you can indict a ham sandwich? Yeah. That's why Joe doesn't tell his side of the story. Neither does Joe's attorney. The prosecution goes into the grand jury and tells its story. That's a quiet ham sandwich. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) gets indicted. Everyone. There are so few people who don't get indicted. That's where that old adage comes about. You can indict a ham sandwich. All right. So what I'm getting at is the defense attorney's not dumb. 
He knows if he asks for this probable cause hearing that the prosecution is going to turn around and do what, Joe? Say, no, 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 thanks. No. We're just going to indict you instead. Why Why get into an adversarial probable cause hearing when you could just go into a grand jury and indict Joe? Right. And then right. what's the problem? A complaint is easy to dismiss. Ooh. An indictment isn't. Now, it's not impossible, but an indictment is a little added level of difficulty to dismiss. So keep in mind, Joe's defense attorney knows this. So he knows if Joe gets indicted, the chances of them dropping the charges are probably slim to none. He also knows he's going to piss off the prosecution because he's asking for a hearing, which is going to cost them an eight-hour workday, mm-hmm. and they're going to bust their chops for nothing. So typically what happens is they waive that probable cause hearing because they understand. Just Are you tracking when these make yeah. sense now? Joe understands and his defense attorney understands these hook, line, and sinker on Felonious Mopri. Mm. He understands he's going to cooperate. If he's going to cooperate, he wants to get on the prosecution and the government's good side. He waives the probable cause hearing because he doesn't want to force them to indict because they know if they indict that those charges aren't going anywhere and Joe's not going to get any credit for his cooperation. Okay. That's how it happens. Okey-doke. That's generally how it happens in the state system too. What makes absolutely no sense in this case in New Mexico is why the mm, would the prosecutor, who's aware of this 10-day timeline between initial appearance and probable cause hearing, mm-hmm. why were they either not working a deal for cooperation, or if they weren't working a deal, why were they not preparing for the probable cause hearing? Ladies and gentlemen, this thing stinks. Mm. I don't know what that prosecutor, but, but just a couple of takeaways. One, this was not the judge's fault. Please, I'm asking you to just to follow the facts on this. Be angry at this all you want, and you're perfectly entitled to it. But the judge, if I believe in the Constitution, even when it doesn't work out well for us, my fidelity to the rule of law matters, unlike Democrats. The judge was obligated after 10 days, if they had not produced the requisite documents for this PC hearing, by the Constitution of the state of Mexico, New Mexico, excuse me, New Mexico, and the Constitution of the United States to let this guy go. Let the three of them go. It's the prosecutor. We should all be asking right now, were you cutting a deal with them? And if you weren't cutting a deal with them, why were you not prepared? This is an enormously important case where if these allegations turn out to be correct, there's no question this this, uh, this operation was a danger to the community. None. If those allegations are in fact correct, why were you not prepared? Are you serious? Serious case, folks. There have been way too many anomalies in this. I think this case is a little more serious than they're even letting on. And I don't know what that prosecutor was thinking, but someone should be asking them some serious questions right now. All right. Did that make sense? Yeah, man, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. It's imp- I, I, I found that stuff just fascinating. I could never, and the only reason I bring it up is when I was a federal agent, I could never understand at the initial appearance when I had locked up bad guys, my first few two or three arrests, these are the things they don't teach you in secret service school, right? Mm-hmm. I could never understand why the defense attorney was always waiving the probable cause hearing. I'm like, why are they doing that? Just take them, just go do the hearing. Maybe you'll get lucky, right? And I had to have a, 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 a government AUSA, assistant United States attorney, explain it to me. They go, no, no, this guy's not stupid. This is a good defense attorney. He knows we're just going to turn around and indict his client tomorrow, whatever <laughs> yeah. it may be. They're not, we're not doing a probable cause here. I got, lunch, I got lunches to go to or whatever it may be. <laughs> we're just going to indict this guy. And they know that. Once you get an, an indictment, a true bill comes down, 
you're there's you're in, once you're indicted, you're in a world of trouble. It's very difficult to wiggle out of that. And also, you're going to really tick off the prosecution. That's not going to want to cooperate anyway. Um, okay. So I just found that interesting. Uh, number two story, which is blowing my mind. It's just. It's becoming so transparently obvious right now what Mueller's job is here. Mueller's job uh, here is to cover up for massive, massive DOJ FBI malfeasance by keeping the attention on Donald Trump at all times. And the level of DOJ and FBI malfeasance, not just related to Spygate, but related to the Clinton email investigation, Joe, is just astonishing. Um, As we covered yesterday, a report by Richard Pollack in The Daily Caller. Um, I have an update in today's show notes. Folks, I really appreciate our web traffic is off the charts, by the way. Mm. Um, I deeply appreciate you all going to Bongino.com and checking out the stories. It also helps the reporters like Pollock and the Daily Caller doing their hard work. So thank you for doing that. And if you subscribe to my email list uh, at Bongino.com, I will send you these emails. But yesterday, I covered this Daily Caller expose where they have a source from the ICIG, the Intelligence Community Inspector General, basically the internal affairs for the United States intelligence community that looks at internal uh, malfeasance and misfeasance, right? A stunning, stunning report that the Chinese may have, in fact, hacked into Hillary's email system, Hillary's email system, and sent duplicates of her emails through a company located in Virginia associated with Chinese intelligence services to the Chinese intelligence services themselves. Now, if you read the update today, the damage from this, Joe, it could be staggering. We're talking about potential sources um, that may have been exposed, if not directly, Joe, like in other words, like, hey, John Smith is a CIA spy in China. The information in those emails that the Chinese may have may be enough to narrow it. You get what I'm saying? To narrow it down to few a few people in China who could have transmitted that information. This could cost lives if this information, if it's in fact true. Now, the Daily Caller did their homework on this. I absolutely trust the reporting on this. Between Chuck Ross over there, uh, Pollock, uh, Peter Hassan, and others over there, they've been doing tremendous work. I trust this report. It seems to be sourced quite well. And it's sourced to intelligence community, uh, the inspector general that says, listen, her email was hacked. The server was hacked, and the Chinese have Mrs. Clinton's emails. Devastating story. Now... What happens yesterday? Big time, Joe, curveball. Here comes the hook. The FBI yesterday, again, this is why I'm so convinced Mueller's here. Mueller's here to run interference for the Bureau and the DOJ. The FBI fights back against this. I have another story from The Hill in the show notes today, just to give you both sides of it. The FBI saying, and they're very, very clever, very clever. The FBI saying, no, 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 there's no evidence here that we found this uh, breach in the, in Mrs. Clinton's email server. There's no evidence of that. Oh, 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 did you catch it? Oh, boy, is this clever. This goes to show you the colossal BS we're dealing with right now. Louis Gohmert, Republican congressman from Texas, who's the one who exposed this story in the Peter Stroke hearing. Remember back then we talked about it? We just didn't know what country it was. Yes, we did. Well, now we know it's China. Or as Donald Trump would say, China, China. We know it's China that hacked the emails. Right. Gomert points out something in a tweet, and he's I love Gomert. Gomert said, "The FBI is being very clever here. They're technically correct, Joe. 
because CNN, of course, picked up the story. No, no, Donald Trump, because Donald Trump tweeted about this story, about the Chinese hacking Mrs. Clinton emails. Mm -hmm. And CNN, of course, oh, no, 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 no. The FBI is refuting this. No, they're not. No, no, no. The FBI is playing games like they've been playing for a very long time. They worded it cleverly. Yes, they're right, Joe. The FBI did not find the breach. Who found it? The intelligence community inspector general. The story was never that the FBI located the breach by the Chinese into Mrs. Clinton's email server. That is not the story. If you listen to yesterday's show, you already know this. I like to be on the news like a lickety split. Mm -hmm. The story, folks, to be crystal clear, this is why the FBI is playing silly, stupid word games again. The story is that an inspector general working for the intelligence community uncovered the breach and briefed the FBI, notably Peter Stroke, who was the lead investigator in the Hillary Clinton case. And according to the reporting, the FBI did Zippo, zero. You think, ladies and gentlemen, that may be an example of severe misfeasance in this case? Uh, Borderline malfeasance? You're darn right. Mm. The, the FBI did nothing. You know why the FBI did nothing? Because they didn't want to do anything on the Hillary email case. They were desperate to make the Hillary email case go away. So just to be clear, this guy or woman, whatever, this uh, we don't know, the inspector general walks in to the FBI, briefs Peter Stroke, says, hey, we've got a problem. Hillary Clinton's email system may have been hacked by the Chinese. They brief Peter Stroke, this anti-Trump rabid anti-Trump agent who investigated both Hillary Clinton's email and Trump, and they do nothing. They sit on their hands. Instead of the FBI taking a bath on this, Joe, Mm -hmm. which they should have, what do they do? They come out with a slickly worded scam statement again because they just... Here's what they're doing, folks. Well, let me get to the statement. You worry... We didn't find a breach in the system. CNN. The FBI says it's a lie. We didn't find a breach. No, no, you didn't say it was a lie because no one's saying you found it. We're saying you were briefed on it by someone else who found it, the IG. Just cut the crap. What are they doing? It is obvious, Joe. They are, they've got their hands on Bob Mueller's shoulder. Bob Mueller's the puppet master. They are keeping the attention on Trump and they are riding out the midterms. They are praying. They have their fingers crossed. They are on bended knee, genuflecting every day before the golden calf of Bob Mueller that the Democrats in November will take back the House of Representatives, put the kibosh on all these investigations, and the FBI and DOJ can ride off into the proverbial sunset out there and pretend none of this ever happened. Mm. Deny, 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 use Mueller to counter-accuse. This has been the Democrats for what, 60, 70 years? Deny the corruption, counter-accuse the others. The counter-accuse people of doing the same thing you're charged with. This is what Mueller's doing now, except Mueller's the counter-accuser. The FBI, come out and with a slickly worded statement denying it, allow the hack propagandists in the media, CNN and others, the Washington Post, to pick up on it. Oh, the FBI's denying this. No, they're not. They're playing word games. And then have Mueller go out and double down on the investigation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I didn't catch that, by the way, when you did it. And I'm glad. Yeah, I didn't catch it. But this the statement, yeah, the slickly yeah, worded I didn't statement. Catch what you caught in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's, I have an update. Read the show notes. Right over my head. Yeah. A lot of people, because they. But it, Joe, what bothers me about it is CNN and the Washington Post. Yeah. They know very well 
that that's not what was said in the report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know very well that the report isn't that the FBI found it. Matter of fact, it's even worse that the FBI didn't found it, didn't find it, excuse <laughs> me, because they were the ones investigating the email case that it had to be found by the IG's office that is far less assets is pretty pretty embarrassing. Cool, man. All right. All right. I got a lot of more cool stuff. I'm pretty stoked about today's show. It's going to be a busy show, so yeah, you know, buckle up. Joe, another new sponsor. We love the companies that choose our show. Again, thank you for being patient with us. Uh, someone has to keep this show free, which is our goal to yeah. keep it free for you. And great sponsors come on board all the time. And we are honored to have on board Harry's. Oh, you're looking for a great shave. This is it. Now, I have had problems with razor burn forever. I am like a keloid former razor burn former. It's the worst thing ever. No more <laughs> because of Harry's. Listen, it is the closest shape. What do they say? A baby's bottom? I'm telling you, you'll be like, what happened? Did the hair disappear? From, did the follicles go away? It is the closest shave you will ever have in your life. Smooth, comfortable, no razor burn, ergonomic design. Uh, by the way, I'm, this isn't in the, I make, I, I, this is my stuff. This is because I did this. This isn't in the thing they sent me. This is how I felt shaving with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You ever see me on TV at night looking all slick? Ooh. You can thank Harry's. <laughs> they stand by the quality of their blades, but they know that switching razors is not an easy decision. It's not. Switching razors is like buying a new car. You're like, oh my gosh, I've had this razor for years. Whatever razor you have now, it's not a Harry's. So you're making the wrong call. So they created a trial offer. And you know why Harry's created a trial offer? Because they know you'll never go back to your old razor. It's not even a trial. Once you try it, it's over. It's over. Claim yours by going to Harry's. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash Bongino. Harry's dot com slash Bongino. Don't, it's done. It's done. Free trial offer, you get the you will never go. I don't care what you're using now, it's over. Sever your ties with them right now because Harry's your new razor. You like that, Joe? Yeah, man. I'm getting you a Harry. So you shave no, I've, I've whenever you're shaving. I've been using them for a oh, while. Oh, you have? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Nice. See? Look at I didn't even have to tell them that. Yeah. See? What, do you get them free from CBM or something like that? <laughs> Harry's founders, they were fed up with overpaying for expensive razors with unnecessary features like flux capacitors and stuff. Who needs that on your razor? Right. They knew a great shave comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. They bought a factory that's been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over 95 years. They'll sell directly to you over the internet, offering their blades at a much lower price, just $2 per blade compared to $4 or more. It's a quality guarantee with Harry's. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and they'll give you a full refund. You won't need it. You won't need it. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover, but you have to go to harrys.com slash Bongino. That's harrys.com slash Bongino. Let them know we sent you over there. You will not regret it. Okie dokie, doggy daddy from uh, True Romance. Remember that? I used to love that movie. Yeah! Well, screw you, you jerk! <laughs> that was the wrong one. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> no, don't. Don't. Leave that in. And leave it in you saying you were going to cut that out. Because I want people to know that you were an integral portion of the show and I do not control the sound. I'm listening for that. Do not cut that out. If he cuts that out, I'm to tomorrow's show, I'm going to demand he put it back in. You are in control of the soundboard. <laughs> okay, uh, what else? No, it was funny. I liked it anyway. Hey, uh, well, another quick story before I get to some yeah. updates on the, on, on the other stuff. No more apologies, folks. <laughs> 
I'm glad to see uh, on a serious note here that finally we have some people uh, with a public profile, a professional athlete in this case, growing some cojones and saying, you know what? I'm not going to apologize. I am really, really, you know what? I'm not tired of being tired of being tired of the far left social media mobs on social media that pile on. Listen, I'm not perfect, but I'll be I'm being candid with you. I try my best to not get involved in social media mobs, even when it's an easy one, I try. I try. Uh, sometimes, I, Jeff Tubin yesterday, I had him from CNN with that stupid comment yeah. about criticizing Antifa as being racist. I, that was just so dumb, I couldn't help myself. But when people really screw up, and I know it's killing them personally, I try to stay. I'll give you just a quick example. I'm not trying to like virtue signal to you here, but I just think we all need to be very careful. A guy... I, I don't I don't really hate anyone, but there's a strong level of dislike for one specific reporter mm-hmm. who illegally taped me in a conversation. You know the story if you're listening. It just it it bothers me not because of what I said. The guy the guy deserved everything he got. The fact that he was such a snake about it afterwards. But this guy, this reporter, constantly steps in it. He gets himself in trouble all the time. He got himself in trouble not that long ago with a thing, and it was tempting online. Now, I mentioned it on the show, but it was tempting online to pile on, but I didn't because, you know what? For as much as I dislike this guy, honestly, I knew it was eating him up inside, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to contribute to this guy. I just don't, and I just got out of it. I mentioned it on the show, and I even kind of regretted it afterwards, right? Mm. My point there is, again, not to virtue signal anyone. No one cares. Is that these social media mobs are dangerous, and they're getting worse. And they're forcing people to apologize for things they did nothing wrong. Perfect example is what happened to the Republican gubernatorial candidate down here, Ron DeSantis, who uh, was talking about uh, not monkeying around with the economy. By the way, a terminology used by Barack Obama, by, by Democrat politicians forever. And all of a sudden, the Democrats, because the Democrat nominee happens to be black, are like, oh, that was a racist cow. What are you talking about? Is it, Joe? Serious question. Yeah, dude. Is it not racist itself for Democrats anytime there's some reference uh, to a monkey that the Democrats always have to bring in? Ra- what are you talking about? You did that, not a, yeah. not us. Right. What are you saying? That's a disgusting comment in and of itself. We all know what the guy was saying. Stop being a bunch of frauds. And I'm glad to see people are finally waking up to the fact that if that's not in your heart, and listen, if you screwed up, then by all means, stand down and apologize. It's the right thing to do. But if you did not screw up, and I know Ron DeSantis, if you think Ron DeSantis meant some kind of racial inference from that, you you are a total imbecile. Seek help immediately. I'm sorry. You are. You may not like Ron. You may not like his politics. But insisting that the guy was making a racist comment is so dumb, I'm not even going to explain. Because you you need help. You need to seek professional help immediately. Well, what happened? I have a story in the show notes today I'd like you to read. Mm -hmm. Right fielder for the Red Sox. You know, I grew up in New York, so the Red Sox were always mortal enemies growing up. I mean, Bucky Dent was my hero. But I got to tell you, I've, I've grown to love and respect the Red Sox and the, and the Boston work ethic over the years, especially Veritech, because I wasn't a big fan of A-Rod. You know, I was a Yankees fan. Yeah, I was. I like Veritech. I was like, ah, all right, good for him. But the right fielder for the Red Sox, good for him. It's a guy named J.D. Martinez. And apparently, because the far left social media mob has nothing better to do, Joe, mm-hmm. than to scour through Twitter and social media feeds for everybody in the professional entertainment and sports arena for the last five million years, found a tweet from like 
1472 or whatever it was <laughs> from decades ago. That was from a few years ago. I'm being a little dramatic, obviously. Where J.D. Martinez posted this uh, meme picture of a tro- of a quote attributed wrongly, by the way, to Hitler saying, to conquer a nation, you must first disarm its citizens. It was basically a pro-Second Amendment meme. Right. Now, the quote is not, in fact, an accurate uh, attribution um, to Hitler, but what the guy was saying was clear as day, that you don't, to disarm a nation, you could take away its rights. Ladies and gentlemen, taking a pro-Second Amendment stance, there's nothing controversial about that. Why this was even controversial, I, I, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm bedazzled by the stupidity. <laughs> so, of course, the social media mob goes after Martinez, Joe. What are they demanding apologies and all this other stuff? And you know what, J.D.? I don't know you. I've never met you in my life, and I am not a Red Sox fan, to be crystal clear. I'm mad respect. You've you're, you're, you're got incredible talent. But I want to give you a major league hat tip and beg you and implore you not to apologize like that guy on the Steelers did for coming out of the tunnel during the National Anthem. I'm the dude. You are. You are. Don't. Don't stand down and become the non-dude. Please, you're not not apologizing. You have nothing to apologize for. You didn't do anything wrong. Stand up. I'm glad you're standing up, and you got a lot of our respect for doing it. Yeah. This is a social media mob. It is a bunch of media matters, mommy's basement dwelling, s'mores eating, color form playing, magic market coloring losers sitting in mommy's basement paid $10,000 a year to go back and backtrack and put people on the social media boiler to make them look stupid. Do not apologize to these losers. Mediaite and media matters. This is all they do. Nobody cares. They don't matter. Matter of fact, every hit piece they do on prominent conservatives, our audience grows. So it's like you almost want to thank them for their support. Forget these losers. The best part of me being in this movement and gaining any kind of a profile was understanding. I'm not kidding here, folks. And if you do this, too, you'll understand. You'll figure it out. At first, it hurts. Right, Joe? When we first started. yeah. The first few articles that are hit pieces on you, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh. And then you realize yeah. these people don't matter. I, I, I know, I, I mean, they literally don't matter. Nobody is reading their stuff. Go to their Twitter feeds and check it out. Their articles get like two retweets. Nobody reads their stuff. You, it's only you that does it. But what winds up happening is you know they're on their radar. You know they're, and that's how you know you made it. Ignore these people, JD. You don't owe them anything. These people are complete, total hypocrites. They're hypocrites. They don't live by their own. Think about it. The Second Amendment thing. These rich, uh, the, these rich Hollywood people and sports folks out there. Some of them that are attacking you. A lot of them have armed staff surrounding them. If they don't have armed staff, they work in buildings that have armed staff surrounding them. These people are phonies. They're hypocrites. These people on taxes. Oh, we want to cut taxes. Do you take tax deductions? Yeah, I take them. Why? You want everybody else to pay higher taxes, but you don't yourself. You're a big fraud. You heard my rant on taxes yesterday. And I meant it. By the way, the guy who posted on my Facebook, you know, saying that I should reconsider it. No, no, no. Wrong show. You know who you are. Whether you listen or not, great. You're always welcome here. If you think for a second I regret one word of that, man, you got the wrong guy, daddy-o. Yeah, that ain't happening. No, 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 no. Wrong show. Sorry. You may want to go listen to Tom Hartman or something. They're hypocrites. School choice. Well, we don't want school choice, but you send your kids to private school. Yeah, I want school choice for me. These people are frauds, JD. They're total frauds. 
And, and the left's out clause on this whole thing is, oh, you know, but listen, we're special. Al Gore, even though Al Gore talks about climate change and CO2 emissions, the fact that he flies around in a private jet is understandable, Joe, because we're different and we're special. What are you talking about? The whole essence of socialism, Marxism, totalitarianism, le- uh, totalitarian leftism and liberalism is the essence that we're all the same, Joe, is it not? Mm. Income equality, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So, in one hand, you're arguing it's okay for Al Gore and others to be hypocrites. Michael Moore uh, with his armed bodyguards and whatever it may. Alyssa Milano with her armed bodyguard at the NRA convention. On one hand, you're arguing that yes, we should all be the same and we should all be equal. It is the essence of 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 communism, socialism, and totalitarian liberalism. But on the other hand, you're arguing, but we shouldn't be the same because I'm different. I'm different and I'm special. Oh, but I need an armed bodyguard. Oh, but I need to take tax deductions like John Kerry for his yacht that he kept in Rhode Island, like uh, Al Sharpton and others. I need you to pay taxes because I'm different. So let me get this straight. The great unwashed, we're all the same. We should all be treated like your minions, but you, you elitist snobs, you should be treated differently. JD, that's who you're dealing with here. Oh, you doubt me, by the way? Another story that came out the other day. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, new liberal darling uh, of the left here. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who's who's, uh, won this uh, nomination for Congress over Joe Crowley in a huge upset. Big socialist, big Bernie Sanders supporter. Comes out, Joe. Here's a quote from her. Talking about New York uh, yellow cab, taxi cab drivers Mm -hmm. have medallions. Quote, yellow cab drivers are in financial ruin due to unregulated expansion of Uber. Okay. Alexandra. Or Alexandria. You don't like Uber, right? That's your principle? Yeah. Oh, oh, what do we find? We find in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's FEC filings, Joe, that as she's attacking Uber in the free market and is suggesting that they be regulated, her campaign spent $4,000 on Uber and another $2,500 on Juno, a ride-sharing service. Hey! Listen. Yes, frauds, frauds. These people are frauds. They're frauds on taxes. They're frauds on guns. They're frauds on Uber. They're frauds on school choice. They're frauds on regulation. They are frauds on everything, JD. These people are total frauds. Ignore them. They live in mommy's basement. They eat s'mores. They eat their uh, their, their honey nut cheerio. I love honey nut cheerios. They're good. No knock on them. They are pretty good, right? They sit there, they play with color forms, they color stuff in, and they tweet all day. Ignore these imbeciles. They are complete losers. Now, as I've said about Cortez, good for you. You worked hard. I lost my race for office. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm glad I did it. You worked hard. But it is your obligation now to at least stand on principle and know stuff. You've shown us a couple things. You've shown us through your interviews that you don't know very much about foreign policy or economics. You've also shown us you're a hypocrite. Uber, we got to get after Uber, unregulated Uber. You're spending $6,000 on ride sharing. Total, complete phonies, these people. Phonies. Phonies. <sighs> All right. One more ad here and we will... My buddy's at uh, Truth Finder. Hey, did you ever meet someone for the first time? You feel like they're hiding something? You're like, hey, I got to find out some more about that. But it happens to me all the time. In my line of work, I'm very suspicious of people. You may think, uh, hey, is there more something here that meets the eye? Can you trust your gut? 
and just walk away. I wouldn't. Listen, the instinct's wrong a lot, unfortunately. Uh, or you could trust your gut and protect yourself. Or, excuse me, or you could trust your gut and protect yourself with Truthfinder. This is the way to go. With Truthfinder, you can access background reports for almost everyone in the country. You can access government records like criminal records, past addresses, contact information, birthdays, and a whole lot more information. I, I put myself in there, and I was astounded what I found. Really, really good stuff. Discover if someone has a felony conviction. Look up the addresses of an old friend, or even find out if someone is lying about their age military veterans even use truthfinder to get in touch with people they've served with visit truthfinder.com slash bongino and you'll get 15 percent off you become a member today and you'll receive unlimited background checks you can pull 10 reports or 100 it's totally up to you as an extra bonus you will receive truthfinder's dark web monitoring and you'll know if you're at risk for identity theft like i said i did me and i was like wow as a lot of information out there. You ready to discover the truth? Protect yourself and your family. Just go to truthfinder.com slash Bongino and enter a name to learn what a background report reveals about someone you know. That's truthfinder.com slash Bongino. You'll get 15% off. Go check it out. Okay. Uh, some really incredible news last night on Hannity. Sean's show has just been incredible. I uh, can't miss television at 9 o'clock. He has uh, unique access to John Solomon and Sarah Carter and Greg Jarrett, who have really, really good sources on this case. I'm sure of that you could take that to the bank. John Solomon last night, and I've I've been if you're a regular listener to the show, John Solomon writes the Hill. I have his latest article, and these are must reads, Joe. Um, I have his latest article in the show notes today. I strongly encourage you to read it. Uh, It's just explosive. I am convinced, Joe. That John Solomon knows a lot of what you and I have been hinting at, and, and he has the whole story down. Um, I think what he's doing, and it's smart, is he's pacing the stories out so that each new explosive revelation has time to kind of, uh, you know, let the dough rise a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so much, and the case is so complicated that he's doing it in a very smart way. Mm-hmm. But what he said last night on Hannity, I actually had to go, I rarely do this where I come back and I have to actually rewind it on, on the DVR. I had to rewind it and listen to it again because it came off very innocuous. But what he said was just incredible. He has gotten hold of the documents or some documents that describe the interaction between the FBI and Joseph Mifsud, the interviews in February of 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rosetta Stone to the whole case. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know the story. It is Mifsud, this Maltese professor, that meets with George Papadopoulos from the Trump team. And according to the Democrat Bob Mueller fairy tale, tells Papadopoulos about some dirt on, on, in emails on Hillary. And Papadopoulos then passes the information to Downer, Alexander Downer, the Australian ambassador later on. And that's the FBI story about how this started. That is a junk story. Take that story, crumple it up, throw it in the garbage and burn it. It is a nonsense, ridiculous story. We now know the FBI was likely investigating the Trump team way before they had any hard evidence. But Solomon said something last night. Amazing. So he gets his mitts on the interview the FBI does in February with Mifsud and astonishingly read the piece. It's in it's in in intricate detail, Joe. He says that Mifsud told the FBI there were what are you talking about? There were no discussions about cybersecurity at all. So wait, folks, do you understand what 
Again, on the case, here's the problem with this case. And this is what frustrates me talking to people. It's so complicated and so layered and detailed that I think people fail to understand. Like last night when this was said, I'm thinking, how is this not the biggest story in the media today? The FBI, Bob Mueller, the liberal Democrats, the media goons and the swamp rats have been telling us forever that this suspected Russian agent, Mifsud, according to the narrative, passed this information about Hillary's emails to Papadopoulos, set up this whole big conspiracy scam. Oh, my gosh. A Trump team member, George Papadopoulos, knew that Hillary's emails were hacked and was working with the Trump team to get him out there. They interviewed the guy. They interviewed him in February of 2017, almost a year later. Solomon's got his hands on it, and in there, Mifsud denies the whole thing. Folks, he denies the whole thing. Now, if you if you have Hannity's show on DVR, watch it today. Watch the interview. Because Solomon puts this out there like it's nothing. And the reason I think he does that is because he's so smart and has such good sources and has known the story for so long, Joe, yeah. that as he releases these bombshells, they're not bombshelly because he's known him for so long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like if I knew you were a space alien for six years and we released it on the show, it wouldn't be surprising to me, although it may be to the audience. Right. Solomon said it. I had to rewind it. Did he just say that the genesis of the whole case, the idea that this guy Mifsud told the Trump team member about Hillary's emails and that started the whole conspiracy, the very idea that he mentioned the emails and cybersecurity threats and all that stuff to the Hillary campaign... The idea that he never said it at all and that he is actually on the record denying it. You, What is going on? The whole case just went out the window. The whole, just take it, throw it right out the window. The whole case is over. Now, if you follow my Twitter at Bongino from last night, you'll notice right after the interview, about, I don't know, 9.45 Eastern time, mm-hmm. I go on this Twitter tirade about Bob Mueller. Now you know why. Now you're inside Dan Bongino's head to talk my, about myself in a third person. Do a Bob Dole. Bob Dole says. <laughs> Folks, I looked at my wife. We watched TV. It was bedtime. We're sitting in bed. We're watching the, the television there. I looked at her. I go, do you, do you understand what just happened? John Solomon just basically debunked this entire collusion narrative. Debunk the fact that George, and why George Papadopoulos, by the way, if you read the latest news reports, is taking this plea deal, I don't get. I don't. I understand he's in a difficult position. Um, I, I get it. But I don't understand why he's playing. I just don't understand. Bob Mueller, it is now clear as day. Clear. I don't want to hear another word about Bob Mueller being a decent guy. Thank the man for his service. He is not a good man. He has now tarnished his entire reputation, the reputation of the Justice Department. I went on a Bob Mueller tirade last night, the likes of which you've never seen. It is now crystal clear, Joe. He understands that Papadopoulos cannot talk because if Papadopoulos comes out and confirms this Maltese professor Mifsud story in the FBI reports, Mm -hmm, Joe, mm -hmm. the story that we never talked about this stuff. I just remembered it wrong. Maybe I was following media. I'm talking about speaking from Papadopoulos' right. perspective here. 
Maybe Papadopoulos says, listen, I don't know. They were reporting about Hillary's emails in the media. Maybe I remembered the conversation wrong. I didn't think much about it. But you know what? Mifsud's right. We didn't have any conversations at all about Hillary's emails. Ladies and gentlemen, you understand the whole case is gone? Now does it make sense why Mueller has to shut this kid up? He is ruining this kid's life, threatening to put him in jail for six months. Mueller is not a good guy. He has disgraced himself. He has disgraced the Justice Department. He has disgraced the country. His team is an international embarrassment. Mueller is a disgrace. What he is doing to this kid, taking this kid's life away, Destroying this kid's life for the sole purpose of shutting him up. So the true story that according to the FBI's own interview, there was no talk of the hacking of Hillary's emails, that this was just a standard conversation about international politics. This whole case goes out the window. Even worse. Joe, is this making sense to you? Yeah. Please tell me this makes sense sense to me. Yeah. Because I get it. You know, you listen to the show every day no, no, and yeah. you're like, all right, another. I don't, I'm running out of adjectives, explosive, uh, you know, <laughs> bombshells. I don't know what else to say. These are, in fact, explosive revelations. Yeah. The fact that the media decides not to cover them doesn't make them less explosive if you understand the case. Like I said, I watched it last night. I put my fingers to my eyebrows and was like, did he just say that? Read the Solomon Report. You will see a thorough debunking of the Mifsud Russians and they had emails and they told Papadopoulos about the emails. It is, it's not there. Now, I have another older piece from Margot Cleveland from not a, a few weeks ago, but it's important. It's important in the context of this Solomon piece. Because here's what Mueller's covering by, again, ruining the life of George Papadopoulos, destroying this guy's life destroying it he's destroying the life of papadopoulos so the story never gets out but what he's really covering for remember remember what i keep telling you about Mueller. his sole purpose there is to sweep all the doj fbi garbage under the rug and make it go away there was no better person to do it bob Mueller's deeply connected to all the major doj players rosenstein these others he was the director of the fbi if anyone knows how to put skeletons in the closet and lock the door it's bobby m The FISA from April. Margot Cleveland's piece contains this at the end. If you want to sweep down to the end, you'll, you'll see it. It's at the Federalist in the show notes. The April 2017 FISA renewal, Joe. The warrant to spy on the Trump team. Mm-hmm. The entire warrant, the entire FBI investigation, remember, is based on the fact that Papadopoulos is the Trump guy who knew about hillary's emails and therefore the collusion to get hillary's emails out there was worked through papadopoulos and the trump team the april 2017 renewal to continue to spy on the trump team you're going to see why in a second why devin nunes wants this april 2017 renewal out there joe do you think it would be a material fact that the fisa judge would be interested in Then in April 2017, FISA renewal, that in February of 2017, the FBI interviewed Mifsud 
and he denied the whole thing? Yes, you think I that do. Maybe critical. I think that, oh, you think? Judge Joe. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, yeah. you have no legal training and are I, not a federal judge. I'm not a federal judge. But you don't need it to make a common sense decision that it may, in fact, be a materially important fact that your main suspect in the case, Joseph Mifsud, right. has absolutely categorically denied the whole thing. Yep, it's important. You to know think that. that would be important? No, folks. But- Apparently, it wasn't important enough to put in the April 2017 FISA. Now do you understand oh. why Devin Nunez is begging the Trump team to release and declassify the documents? Release the Kraken! <laughs> now do you understand why Nunez wants that April 2017 specifically re- unre- uh, uh, excuse me, unredacted? Mm-hmm. Because if that information isn't in there, that's like getting a warrant to arrest Joe for robbing a bank and the owner of the bank says the bank wasn't robbed and you omitting that from the judge. Now do you see what Mueller's covering? He needs to shut this kid up no matter what. I have here, this rhymes, I didn't even know it. I wrote this down as a note. (laughs) Papa D will take the plea. Don't take the plea, dude. What are you doing? Now, Solomon launches another bomb yesterday. He has a theory on this. Now, you got to watch Solomon on Hannity at nights because I'm telling you it's not a theory. Listen to me. I know John knows stuff. When he says he has a theory, Joe, what he's really telling you is here's how it went down. (laughs) Watch the appearance again at the end. Again, I'm looking at my wife going, this is the most incredible three minutes of television I've ever seen. Solomon goes, you know, I've got a little theory about what happened here. And I'm like, oh, he does? I perk up because I'm thinking if this matches up what I've heard, I'm going to be pretty happy. If not, I would have been devastated. Solomon says, think about the timeline here. In July, right around the June-July area of 2016, they open up the crossfire hurricane case, the FBI, to spy on the Trump team and attack the Trump team. Now, we know the targeting of the Trump team had started earlier. We know that because Halper, the spy the FBI was using, had emailed members of the Trump team before July. So that we know. So forget that. But the, let's say the formal start is right around June, July uh, of 2016, of the investigation. Right. We know that despite the fact that it starts around the July time, that they don't interview Papadopoulos, who's supposed to be the founder of the feast, Joe, right? Mm-hmm. He's the guy who's getting these emails from Mifsud and he's talking about it to Downer. They don't interview him till January. Why? They don't interview Mifsud till February. Why not? Matter of fact, not only do they not interview Mifsud till February, the State Department actually sponsors a conference Mifsud speaks at to come into the United States. Why? I thought he was a Russian spy. Now we're working with Russian spies? Solomon throws this out there, and I was like, ding, 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 ding. That the FBI, when they found out that the dossier, Joe, was complete, utter, total BS, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't stand for Bill Sharkey, when they found out it was total BS right around the December, probably maybe, maybe even earlier, November, December period, Trump now wins the election. The FBI says, holy... Guys, uh, they're sitting around a room, McCabe, Comey. I can only imagine what this looked like. Hey, fellas, we just went in front of the FISA court and swore that all this dossier stuff uh, based on Russian collusion was true. Um, 
It's kind of looking like BS. The guy was talking to Orr, and now we're starting to figure out that Bruce Orr was working with him, and his wife was over at the Fusion at the same time. Uh, we got a problem. We got a problem. My buddy used to talk real slow. This guy, Jeff, I used to know. We got a problem here, fellas. What are we going to do? Ah, oh, boy. <gasps> Let's go get that Papadopoulos kid. There you go. Here's our other narrative. So narrative number one, Trump was colluding with the Russians. The dossier said so. Uh Uh-oh, that fell apart. Let's sit around the table. Guys, we need a backup narrative because we just weaponized the federal government to attack the now president of the United States. We've got nothing but a discredited dossier. We better arrest someone real quick for collusion. Hey, let's get that Papadopoulos kid. They interview him in January. They've got nothing. Nothing. They arrest him, remember, in November on a PC warrant. That's why I said right around November, they probably started to figure out this dossier was crap. They arrest him in November at Dulles Airport. Conveniently, the same day, Mueller learns that Peter Stroke's texts, the investigator in the case, are going to become public, which discredits Stroke. He's like, oh, we got to run interference on this. Let's go arrest Papadopoulos. They interview him in January. They interview him again, I believe in February. They interview him as soon in February. They are struggling desperately to come up with a narrative, Joe, but it's all they had. All they had was Papa D who took the plea. That's all they had. They made this whole thing up. Bob Mueller's team made this whole thing up. They are covering for the FBI and DOJ. They made this whole thing up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the biggest scam in American history. This whole thing is made up. They are putting this kid, Papadopoulos, in jail for nothing. Now, one final note on this. I got to remember to do this. Lee Smith, who I've had on my NRA TV show, has another terrific piece at Real Clear Investigations. Because you may be asking yourself a question right now. I know Joe is. You may be saying, okay, Dan, you just gave the answer. Why not just declassify and unredact the whole thing if you're President Trump. Why not? That's what I was thinking. Just release the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Let us see the information in the fourth FISA. If it doesn't mention the Mifsud interview that debunks the whole story, then clearly we've got evidence that they lied to the FISA court and someone should be investigated, investigated and possibly prosecuted. Smith's piece covers it. It's a brilliant piece. Lee Smith apparently has some good sources as to why Donald Trump is not declassifying it. And you know what? It's brilliant. Now, again, I'm not trying to take any, but please, I don't, but if you're a listener to the show, this may not sound new because we had kind of heard the same thing. But Trump is probably keeping his powder dry, Joe, to see what happens in the midterms. Mm-hmm. Why? Smith, read Smith's piece. It's not that long, but it's very good. One of his sources has indicated that. They're afraid they may lose. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Trump knows everything I'm telling you. He is not dumb. Trump knows this investigation is a steaming, smelly pile of horse waste, okay? Mm -hmm. He understands that. Trump has nothing to worry about on collusion. Now, on his business charges and all this witch hunting stuff, yes, um, I'm not not saying he's guilty of anything. I'm just saying that they're going to go after him no matter what if they have to get him for a parking ticket, right? right? On collusion, please understand Trump has no fear. There is nothing there. He knows there's no there there. He is not worried one scintilla about collusion coming back to haunt him. Not. He's not. That's why he let his lawyer spend 30 hours with Mueller, despite Mueller being a discredited, disgraced investigator. Given that he knows he will come out of this smelling like roses, what's the last you know, bullet he has in his gun to fire? 
The last one is the declassification and the unredacting of the documents, which is going to expose the entire scheme. So Smith's sources are saying that if they lose in the midterms, what's going to happen, Joe? The Democrats are, of course, going to try to make this investigation go away. Yeah. To which Trump could respond after the midterms and say, okay, you want to make it go away? Release the hounds. And then the American public will get the real look at the real crossfire hurricane operation and the effort to target Trump and the effort by Mueller's team to make this whole thing up later. And it will be absolutely devastating. It is a genius, genius uh, idea. It's bad, folks. You know, I don't talk about this every day because... uh gives me any joy in doing it you know having been a federal agent and having had that power of the federal government to take freedom away i've told you many times it's scary when you lock people up in those early morning raids and you see their kids crying and their wives even though they're really bad people a lot of them have done some horrible things you know if you have just an ounce of empathy in your bones you're like gosh i feel really bad for this dude that may bother you that i say that but it's the truth i'm not gonna lie to you it it got under my skin a lot you know you feel like can i just fix this guy you know can i just hear talk to him and it's not gonna work people have to pay for their crimes but the fact that this power was used against trump for doing absolutely nothing wrong is just horrifying and disgusting just pathetic all right folks thanks again for tuning in that was a packed show today i really appreciate your time and your patience with us here and uh growing the show we've been growing by about 10 percent a week it means a lot to us please subscribe to the show or listen at bongino.com the subscriptions are free at itunes you just have to click the subscribe button you can click the follow button on iHeartRadio. go to soundcloud spotify you can enable the skill on amazon alexa and google play um i really appreciate it i will see you all tomorrow you just heard the dan bongino show Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.